Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. And welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman. Alongside me today, Gareth Batty, as ever, as we look ahead to the 100-player draft, which takes place on Sunday, as well as the uh, announcement of an Essex stalwart moving on to pastures new. Uh, and you'll hear from the likes of Ravi Bapara, Chris Wokes, and also the legend that is Kumar Sangakara. You're listening to the following on podcast. Well, hello, Bats. How you doing? Um, you've got a bit of a glum face on because uh, I, I come round to your house once more, and there you were out the front, busy painting the uh, the front wall, and it started raining. And so uh, that's a job that you've done that you're going to have to do again. Yeah, bad planning. We uh, we did a few bits in the front garden, and uh, the beautiful white walls that we'd paid a fortune for had got uh, mucky. So I thought, oh, I'll tell you what, job well done if I get that done this morning, and it's absolutely weighing down now. So it'll all be all over the drive, and I'll be right in trouble. Oh well, never mind. Uh, okay, well let's look at the uh, the week of cricket and the news yesterday that you know Ravi Bapara, after 18 years, uh, is uh, going to be leaving Essex. And when I saw that top line, I thought, blimey, he's retiring. But no, he's moving on. Uh, he didn't get the contract he wanted from Essex. He wanted a longer deal, uh, and so he's going to be moving to to Sussex. Um, I mean, Ravi, a player that I've, like a lot of people, um, have enjoyed watching him greatly over the years. Uh, somewhat of a surprise that he's leaving Essex. But, you know, with Ravi, it was never straightforward, was it? In, in all regards. And I suppose this is just another example. No, I mean, he's a super talent. Um, he's still only 34. Keeps himself in good nick. He's got a lot of cricket ahead of him. I think it was um, interesting. You know, rumours going around the traps in the summer was that um, Essex... Uh, would stalling on offering him a contract. Uh, he was in his last year, so you're allowed to tout yourself around, and obviously people would have been sniffing. Um, by all accounts, um, they only offered him a one-year deal um, and, and lessening his money and saying he wasn't performing like they wanted. Uh, he was even left out of some early 2020 games, which, uh, the you know, the, the, again, the rumours around the traps were that there was a clash between himself and management and the captain and what have you obviously gets back in the team and absolutely cleaned up. Um, he was arguably the best player in 2020 cricket last year um, because of his impact 
the runs that he scores, the, the overs that he bowls, he makes a massive impact on games and he gets his side home. Um, so look, from a Sussex point of view, what a coup that is. Um, I think Ravi's got a long time ahead of him. He doesn't want to stop anytime soon. He's a student of the game. He's getting better and better uh, for me. Um, maybe it's a good thing for him personally just to freshen up, to go somewhere else. And you've got to kind of prove yourself again to an extent because you want to win over new supporters, new friends, uh, new teammates. Um, he goes in with a big reputation, obviously, but uh, it would be a nice little, uh, nice little thing for him personally, I think. Well, let's hear from the man himself on Talk Sport 2 with, uh, well, with our very own Andrew McKenna. Ravi, I suppose the obvious question, 18 years. I suppose a lot of people thought you'd never leave Essex. So why now? <laughs> no, look, it's been it's been a tough period, obviously, um, with decisions and etc. Um, but, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, for the last few years, I've been craving uh, a slightly longer term deal. Um, but it was it was never available. Um, yeah, I was offered a one-year deal, um, but you know, really craved uh, to play long-term at Essex, uh, but it wasn't available, and I respect that. Um, but you know, it's, a, it's an exciting opportunity at Essex, uh, Sussex. Disappointing, bearing in mind we mentioned eighteen years and what you've put in. Um, disappointed that the longer contract wasn't ever on the table. Uh, yeah, look, yeah, of course, um, of course, I'm disappointed, um, but you know that's that's always and ultimately the club's decision. The club's always bigger than the player, um, and um, I fully accept that. Um, I, I've had wonderful years at Essex. You know, there's great people there from top to bottom, on and off the field. Um, you know, everyone's been wonderful. I'm really going to miss the fans, um, like, like anything. Uh, I couldn't even start to describe how much I'm going to miss the fans What a way to go out though county champions and also uh, the winners of the Blast this year Yeah I mean that's it's been an amazing year uh, in terms of our, our success on the field has been whew, um, to do the double I think no county's done before uh, the T20 and the county div, div 1 um, it's, a, it's a formidable team and, and it really is the fortress at, at Chelmsford you know in four day cricket I think we won all our games, um, uh, and yeah, it's it, it's a sad time, uh, but also a very exciting time as well because there's a lot of cricket for me to play. Um, I, I look to play for many many years uh, going forward. There's a new competition, the hundred, round the corner as well, um, and really I want to be best prepared for that as well now. Uh, looking forward. I want to come on to that in a minute, the 100. Um, just You mentioned there about doing the double. A lot of counties now put all their eggs into either the four-day basket or the blast. How difficult is it to be successful in both formats? I think it's very difficult to be successful in both formats. And and the, the thing is, the, game, the both games, four-day cricket and T20 cricket, are just so far apart from each other nowadays. I mean... Back in the day, white ball cricket, red ball cricket, you know, there, there wasn't a massive uh, a gap between the two. Of course, there was a gap, but not a massive gap like there is now. Uh, people are bowling all sorts of deliveries and um, batters are playing all sorts of shots, hitting it further, hitting uh, more areas uh, in their game as well. And those are things that you need to be practising all the time. You know, if, if you don't take the time to work on those skills... Um, that's where you win and lose games, um, you know, and um, you just got to spend time on those because it's so crucial in such a short format 
um, you get one or two or three deliveries wrong, or, or as a batsman you don't put the ball away for four or six when it's needed to, yeah, you know, ultimately you win or lose your team the game on those those little things. So why Sussex then? What what was the the, the draw there? Working with Jason Gillespie, the setup. What, what was the big one for you? It's because, hey, yes, they're a they're a very very good side. I mean, if you look at their T Twenty side on paper, they're probably one of the favourites to go on and win the competition. Um, um, I think Sussex just came with a very good opportunity. Um, you know, they were in the strongest position. Um, and they were first to offer me uh, this position, um, and that's that's why you know if it showed that they wanted me, and um, you know that's and I had to, I wanted to pay back the same respect. He gets to the point, does Ravi? And there was uh, there was some points he made in that interview. Uh, you know, we discussed his time at Essex, and uh, obviously he'll go down as a legend. But you know, he was a bit of a pioneer in a way. He was one of the first, alongside the likes of KP and uh, Dimitri Mascarenas and Owe Shah, who they 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 went out, didn't they? they? They went out and played in these leagues all around the world. He played in the IPL. He played all over the all over the world, Bangladesh, um, at a time when it was still seen with a lot of suspicion. Now, of course, the calendar's cleared so the, like, so the England players, the top players, can go and play in these leagues. And it's interesting what he says about the 100. 100's draft is taking place on Sunday um, and no surprises really behind it. You know, as he says, you've got to go with the times and the times never stand still. Uh, and he's, he's going all in. Is he alone in that? You know, you share a dressing room with a lot of young uh, players who certainly excel at the 2020 format and, and 100 ball tournament, I'm sure. You know, is there an excitement within the game um, or is it more measured? No, I think there's a there's a, there's an excitement about the game in general. Um, I think you have to look at Ravi as an isolated with the, the, the few other players that you mentioned. He was a pioneer and he saw that actually his skill sets were were great around the world playing playing white ball cricket, particularly 2020, because he balls those sort of medium pace, the ball's a little bit scuffed up, so he gets a bit of reverse, slower balls, all that sort of thing. And we know his skills with the bat, he bangs it out of the park, spin quick, it doesn't matter. So he was always going to be able to perform in Asia, uh, where a lot of these competitions are. I think now, moving forward, I, I think a lot of young guys are not, sort of following what Ravi did, they're almost advancing that. And they're sort of like, right, if I'm going to Australia, right, I've got two weeks, two months, whatever it may be, to practice my power hitting on fast, bouncy pitches. And then they might have a, right, I'm in Asia, so I need to practice my sweeps and lower, slower pitches. What do I need to do? I just think Ravi and and KP and those guys opened everybody's eyes to what could be done. And now people are doing it and they're super excited. I, I saw a couple of our young fellas, uh, Sammy Curran and Ollie Pope, who were going away with England very shortly, but the world is at their feet with the, the white ball stuff. You just see them every day. They're bristling. They're excited about what their careers are going to, you know, what it's going to be for the next 10, 20 years, however long it's going to be. And, and I think that's because of the advent of these new games, advent of new competitions. It's exciting as well as you can, you know, you can make your bank manager pretty happy. Well, yeah, absolutely. But people who aren't happy are those that have invested time and years and money and whatever to following the county game, to following the the, the counties and investing in the existing structure. Um, I imagine that the threat posed to the existing structure isn't a conversation that comes up a lot in the dressing room. You'd be surprised it is, actually, um, because for all the great things that are offered to these young players now, they all want to play test cricket. They see that as the pinnacle. 
And if you want to be a good test cricketer, you have to do very well in county cricket. Now, we just have to be very careful that we champion all formats of our game. County cricket is such an important thing for our England test team. It, it's the most important thing for our test team. Now, other guys going off and playing IPL and so on and so forth might be good for England's one-day team and 2020 team. Yes, that's fine. So actually, I think the county game is not under threat. I think it's more important than it ever has been because it is the rudimentals, it's the fundamentals of the game and the hard stuff that will reward you as and when you get to test cricket. So I think the tables are shifting a bit. I think we've got to be careful with our domestic white ball cricket, our red ball cricket, I think, well, you're seeing with a few Indian players who want to come and play here, they want to be associated with county cricket because it is the best first-class structure in the world. Unfortunately, people can't watch it because they're working. But the guys that do watch it know that it's a wonderful structure and it doesn't need a lot of tinkering. We've just got to be very careful with our young players that that's red ball, that's white ball. It's got to be separate and understand the skills for both and champion them both. And what about this player draft there on Sunday? You know, it's going to be a two and a half hour TV extravaganza and all the glitz and the glamour. Um, are you going to be watching? Are the team teams going to be watching? I mean, those that aren't flying out to New Zealand on Sunday, that is. I'm not going to be watching, but um, I'm sure there'll be, I think I think the number was 570 people in that draft. 570 for something like 80 places. Um, those numbers might be wrong, but it's not a million miles away. So there's going to be some pretty disappointed people. And uh, there'll be a few people picking up the phone to the PCA saying, hang on a minute, you sold me this as a wonderful opportunity. I'm seeing 30 overseas players. There's only 50 of our domestic players. A few of those being Colpec. I'm not saying that's a problem, but you ain't going to see too many English domestic players getting picked up in that. And I think it may just throw a bit of a spanner in the works further down the line. Brilliant stuff. We shall see. So there'll be a few spanners along the way. Um, uh, Chris Wokes, uh, World Cup winner, was uh, also on TalkSport in the last seven days. Now, the World Cup trophy's been paraded around the country with the likes of Wokes going back to his old cricket club just to uh, see what's changed, really, engage with uh, the new fans uh, and new players and really see if that World Cup win has uh, led to a resurgence in interest in our great sport. Let's find out. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Very, very good indeed. First of all, um, even though it's three months later, I feel the need to say congratulations on the World Cup. <laughs> it's just so brilliant. Thanks so, so much. Yeah, no, it's been a uh, it's been a special summer and kind of it's just about sinking in. To be honest with you, I, I thought it might take a, a little while. I mean, I've got Darren Bentley with me, with me here as well. He's also a massive uh, cricket fan. Tell us about this tour. What are you? What's um? What are you actually doing with the, with the trophy? So yeah, so the, the trophy has arrived today at my my very first cricket club, which is Aston Manor Cricket Club in Birmingham. Um, so the, the trophy's going round. Most of the the lads who are in the 15 uh, 15 man World Cup squads going round to the to their grounds or their first local clubs or oh. or their um, their schools. So um, trying to inspire youngsters, you know, show them the trophy. Obviously, they get to meet the the players as well at, at that at that time. So um, yeah, doing good things, trying to inspire the, the next generation to try and take up the game. Have you seen a rise in interest from the next generation following the success in the summer? Yeah, we have we have Darren actually. Um, be honest with you, it's, it's been amazing to see how many people have been engaged with the game. Um, you know, I've had so many people mention, obviously, the World Cup and the Ashes, um, who, who, had, who had kind of lost love with the game, to be honest with you. So to actually see so many people taking it back up, um, seeing more kids involved, uh, and seeing so many more people engaged with the game, you know, whether that be watching, playing, um, or whatever it may be, you know, it's great. And it's definitely seen a difference, which is brilliant. I mean, obviously, it doesn't need me to say this, that uh, the winning of the World Cup, um, it, it dragged in lots and lots of people, yeah. um, Chris, um, people who yeah. weren't wearing 
you know, our own producer who said not the great and I think you got more into the cricket. Yeah, I loved it. The World Cup. I mean, I went to watch a couple of games at Edgebaston and it was just everyone, even people who, are, who weren't really interested in cricket because of the World Cup and the way it was, it was done and how England did and especially the World Cup final. Yeah. I mean, everyone was talking about it. Yeah, no, there certainly was. I think the the big thing, the fact that it was on free to air television, you know, yeah. that was a you know a really a really big thing for you know in particular that game and for us as a team to be playing on you know free to air television, which hasn't happened for a long time in this country, um, you know, is a really big thing for the game. And then obviously for the for the final to kind of come to a climax in the way that it did, um, obviously with the tie and then the super over, um, it couldn't have been a better showcase for you know or a better, better game to to show for the game really um you know it was a really important that it they, that it they worked that way so that people kind of were excited by the game uh, and they might take it up chris the, the of course before you can get to the excitement of another one day tournament on television you've got a lot of test cricket to get through Ser- serious question how do you keep yourself motivated to play such two they're almost two different sports now aren't they yeah, I suppose the yeah the the difference between Test match cricket and the white ball game now is, is getting is getting bigger and further apart. But um, yeah, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I still love you know the red ball red ball part of the game. Um, you know, Test cricket is still the pinnacle for me. So you know, I still want to be a part of that Test team. Um, you know, obviously we've got some you know we need to do some some good things with that Test team. We need to improve. We need to get better. Um, you know, and hopefully it can be a part of that. But um, you know, the different formats has, you know, keeps it interesting as players. You know, we're used to swapping between formats now. So, yeah, it's great. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to a busy, busy winter, hopefully in New Zealand and, and South Africa. Chris, I have to say, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a cricket coach. Just block up an end and let Joffre knock him over. <laughs> well, I totally agree. Totally agree. As long as I'm not facing him, I don't mind. <laughs> uh, ben Stokes, Ben Stokes is in, instrumental in all formats. I mean, how good is it to play with him? Yeah, no, Ben's Ben's an unbelievable cricketer. He's, you know, a, a once in a generation cricketer. To be honest with you, I think, you know, the things that he's done this summer has been been fantastic for us as a team. Obviously, for him personally as well. Um, but to have him in the team, you know, that he can he can turn a game on its head in, you know, in a matter of um, a moment. Um, you know, and that's with bat, ball, or or even in the field. So, you know, to have him in your side, you know that you, know, you certainly want him in your team rather than playing against him and. You know, he's proved that this summer. I mean, that knock at Headingley where he won that Ashes Test match on his own, um, you're not going to see that happen too often. So, um, you know, that was literally incredible and great to be a part of. Good and industry. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including 
England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. You know, I mean, it was wonderful, wonderful summer, wasn't it? It's going to be a huge gear change from uh, an Ashes and a World Cup in 2019 to, uh, well, the 100 will be the... the I suppose the biggest story in town. Football comes back with the Euros taking place. So, you know, it was important that English cricket took advantage of 2019 and they do appear to have done so. Um, And we'll just have to wait and see what happens next year. Chris Wokes is an interesting guy, though, uh, in so far that if you look just at the bare stats... They don't stack up for him, do they? At home, in English conditions, wonderful all-round talent, although he was dropped for one of the Ashes tests this year, more through uh, fatigue than anything else. But he doesn't seem to be able to replicate that away from home. You know, he's in his late 20s now. Um, He's been in and around the side for four or five years. The reasons for it are probably obvious, but what can he do to actually change that? And do you actually see him ever being a... One of the first names on the team sheet when England play away in Red Bull cricket. Yeah, I think the, the point you make there, Red Bull cricket, um, he still makes a pretty big impact white ball around the world, um, which is bizarre because my point I was going to make with Red Bull is it's a Kookaburra ball generally around the world. Uh, we use a Dukes ball in England. Now, the Dukes ball is very, very, very good for our seam bowlers. So you can stand the seam up, it's more pronounced and it stays more pronounced for the game. A Dukes ball swings, whereas a Kookaburra ball swings from maybe 10 overs. And then you're looking at reverse swing. Um, I think that's the biggest reason why his numbers would be uh, skewed from away uh, compared with being at home. Uh, It goes down to the ball. Um, It would be like Nigel Mansell going in a Formula 2 car and taking on Formula 1, you know, without um, getting too carried away with it. So my biggest thing with that, I'd go, I'm going to go speak to Jimmy Anderson. That had been levelled at him. Back in the day, he went to Australia, I think it was 2013, uh, or maybe even before, absolutely cleaned up. Took wickets for fun, worked out how to bowl with a Kookaburra ball. It's very different to bowling with a Duke's ball, and I think it's as simple as that. Just work out how you manoeuvre yourself into positions at the crease to make the Duke's ball talk, uh, sorry, the Kookaburra ball talk, as opposed to the Duke's ball in England. You don't need to worry about your positions quite as much, because it'll do it naturally. So... It maybe just needs a fraction more thinking, a little bit of help from a, a coach, your senior player, Jimmy Anderson, who's proved it. Stuart Broad, he's got people around. That is it for me. I would just be going, right, Kookaburra ball, I need to master it. Let's get on with it. Brilliant stuff. 2010-11 it was, and what a brilliant series that was. Um, certainly, yeah. Uh, someone who was in two th- there in Australia in 2006-07 watching England lose 5-0, it was... Uh, it was pretty pleasant to be back four years later to see them win 3-1. Um, another big guest on uh, TalkSport this week has been uh, Kumar Sangakara, your old mate. It wasn't that long ago. In fact, it was a year ago. You know, we were in Sri Lanka, uh, just almost a year to the day since that first ODI. And uh, Kumar was back on TalkSport talking about an upcoming series at the end of March back in Sri Lanka, of course, which has been rocked by um, terrorism like many countries <clears throat> that play cricket. 
Um, but England will be returning to uh, some very familiar places in Gaul and Colombo. And a guy that took over as the MCC president at the start of the month was a guest with Hawksby and Jacobs. It's a very difficult situation, isn't it? People understandably very wary about tra- travelling to uh, Sri Lanka. Um, but, you, I mean, you, you'll tell us now, I'm sure, that uh, you feel it is a safe environment to go to now. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, it was terrible what happened in, in April, but the recovery has been amazing. Security is, is uh, you know, once more uh, in Sri Lanka. It's, it's extremely secure now. It's, it's very safe to travel, and we've seen a slow, gradual return of tourists to the island. I mean, I live there. Um, I travel around the country quite often. I was in Gaul on the south coast in the Gaul Fort, which is a, a world heritage site and one of my personal favorite destinations in in the country. And I was there and it was really heartening to see tourists, so many of them walking around, enjoying what Sri Lanka has to offer. Um, and And I just want everyone to know that it's a wonderful country to come to. It's safe, it's secure, and there's so much to enjoy. Now, of course, uh, mentioning the world, you've played all over the world. You've played IPL, of course, and um, test cricket and all sorts of cricket. But a lot of people uh, remember you very affectionately for your time at Surrey, a two-year spell, which I think you really enjoyed as well. Yeah, it was was three of my most enjoyable years in cricket. Um, And, you know, I, I thought when I was retiring, you know, I would go play county cricket. I didn't really know how a three year stint would go. But, um, you know, I walked into the dressing room. It's, it's a wonderful place to play your cricket in the dressing room of Sober, coming great players around me. And the, and one of the best clubs to really be a player at because they take care of you and they look after you so well and you become part of the, the Surrey family. So I was very, very grateful. And also during my time there, I had a lot of the, the Surrey cricketers make Sri Lanka destinations. So it was really good to have a lot of them come, you know, and spend their honeymoon in, in, in Sri Lanka, travel around. It's a great destination for weddings as well. So, um, yeah, it is, it is a, it's a great three years for me. Kuma Sangakara talking with Paul and Andy. And, you know, it was a wonderful, you know, it puts a smile back on the face, doesn't it? Horrendous scenes a few months ago. Um, but the England fans will be back. I mean, I was speaking to the Barmy Army guys, you know, asking a question because we stayed at the hot- at two of the hotels that were affected by the terrorist strikes. And I actually asked them, are you going to go back to those hotels? And they said, yep, yeah, we'll, we'll be back. So it's a, a solidarity, I suppose. Um Pragmatic, pragmatism as well you know England are touring there and the Barmy Army will be there um, but it's uh, it's just a, a truly wonderful place to tour around and watch cricket Absolutely um, and, and I think it is it needs the world to unite to fight against these terrorists who are trying to uh, stop us doing the things that we love and um, wow I had a wonderful time in Sri Lanka like you did I had family out there I would take my family back tomorrow we had a wonderful time um, look we could be walking down the street in London and terror could happen um, it does around the world now it's something that um, we all need to unite together and, and fight against and um, you know what we need to show support to Sri Lanka and uh, given an opportunity I'll be out there that is for sure Brilliant stuff. Bats, um, I'll be back. We'll be back on Monday looking back at the player draft, the 100 player draft, and then I'm off to New Zealand uh, when, uh, yeah, I've just got to get past 48 hours in a plane, essentially, with two children. But, uh, you know, my worries can be put to one side for a minute. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for another top show. And, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether Gareth Batty is one of the 50 domestic English players picked for the draft. We'll find out on Sunday. Uh, you'll be listening to the following on podcast. Subscribe, review on 
Acast and iTunes. And thanks for listening. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.